Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just and that's not just what we call ourselves. It's what our moms tell people when their friends try to buy an iPhone 14 Pro in October. I mean August. Whatever month it just was. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. Aha. That was the, that's it, unfortunately, so we're out of that. But I'll tell you what we're not out of, Noah, and that is juicy details about the iPhone 15. How do you like that? Oh, yeah, that was a good one. You know, we were off, like, the, the, the last few weeks that we were on, there was, like, not much happening, so we were just kind of, yep. like, trying to figure out stuff to talk about, and then we go off for yep. two weeks, and everything happens. New Apple event, bunch of new rumors, all this other stuff. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to catch up on. And the first thing that we have to talk about is clearly our show is deterring tech events from happening. I think that's mm. I think that's the only solution I can think of that would make this make sense because whenever we show up, particularly during the summer, it's like, okay, well, what are we talking about? It Apple released a new Apple Watch band. Whoa, that's a good day. And then as soon as we go off air, everyone's like, oh, phew, these these guys are gone. We can all right, announce the iPhone event. Go. Oh, so you're saying it's not a coincidence. There's actually a, a causal relationship here. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for that, I deeply apologize because I think we've been unintentionally but uh, definitely causing tech drought to happen. It's our fault. Hmm. Well, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I'll tell you what's not unfortunate, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that event invite, am I right? That, that was a transition piece was of foreshadowing. Unfortunate. I'm sorry. No, no, it was good. It was good. Don't worry about it. But oh, I'll geez. tell you what. Okay. We talked about this on Twitter. I'm pretty sure. Get out of here. This. We got to talk about this. All right. For those listening along, I pulled up a picture of the Apple event with the uh, what some have called caked up Apple logo. Are you aware oh, of that? Geez. I, I, I did hear that. I also wouldn't call this a picture so much as an animation just to well, really that's set fair. the scene here. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so there's there's little particles of dust zipping and zooming all about. It's really rather pleasing, I would say. Overall sense of calm. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's that's how I would describe it. But what I'm mainly interested in is those colors. Yeah, the colors, the rumors, the iPhone colors. Let's talk about it. There's a lot to dive into here. Well, basically, people have gone and zoomed in on different parts of parts of this picture and have said, like, well, that's the, those are the four colors that we're expecting. If you look in the shadowy parts, that's black. That's one of the colors. Then there's a there's definitely that gray. The gray is another new color that we've heard about, which I'm. We'll talk about that in a second. My thoughts on that rumored uh, Quicksilver fox poop or whatever. I don't know what it was called. And then there's this this deep blue, which is, well, a light blue and a deep blue, which is curious. And then, of course, you know, like a light color, like a white. So that's, that's all the colors. Yeah, I... I, I want to talk about those rumors because we heard about the, 
the that dark one that like I forget what the gray one was. It wasn't like a steel gray or something. It had like some some yeah. uh, some name that people were were using for it. Uh, maybe we can find that. But there was the dark one, the that gray one, uh, a white one, and then some sort of a blue one. Of course, it's got to be a blue one. You know, heaven forbid Apple oh, like, yeah. try something different and interesting. But you know, whatever. Another blue one. I really oh Titan gray. Yes. That's all right. I was thinking like titanium, yeah. but no, it's not titan. Yeah, titan gray. That's right. So, I mean, yes. First of all, I agree. Disappointed. I know we talked about that sort of burnt orange terracotta sunset color. Mm-hmm. Oh, that looked good. Oh, yeah. man, I would have loved that. But no, Apple's like, oh, we're going to do blue and then blue and then a little kind of purple but they beg to blue and it's like come on man get do do something more what about what about remember midnight green or forest green or whatever it was called that color slapped that was so good yeah that was a cool color you know i'm honestly wondering you know how apple has like the product red partnership for all their red things i wonder if they're being paid by like big blue to make their pro phones always blue Right, there's got to be mm. there's got to be something going on here. You might be onto something there. We've got the big glue, the big blue lobbyists, which sounds more like a, a an individual pejorative somehow. But the big <laughs> yeah. blue lobbyists are pushing Apple for for just more and more blue. To what end? What do they want? What does the blue lobby want with all of us? How, what do we have to do? To get it to stop. It's corporate greed at its worst. I absolutely agree. We need a change. And the thing that annoys me so much, we should also mm. talk about the regular iPhone 15 colors because there were rumors y- yeah. about that. Go and off, they King. get the fun colors. And the pros never get the fun colors. I get they're pro, they're professional, they're whatever. But you can have a little bit of fun. You can be a professional and have a little bit of fun, right? It's a little bit, a a pop of color. They think that the regular iPhone 14, they're like, this is for peasants and children, feeble-minded folk who are amused by the bright dance of colors across the night sky. Like, they think that it's just for these little simple people, and then the real professionals are like, oh, I want black or silver or a very dark blue that's kind of navy so that it blends in with my coat, which is what we're getting now. Yep. To hell with it, I say. I want some fun. I absolutely agree. And so speaking of which, do you have uh, that rumor about the, the 15, uh, the iPhone 15 colors? I think I saw something about that. Yes, you did. And I'll tell you what. I do not like them. I do. Very bad they are, I think. Look, here, here, here we go, Okay. We've got black, obviously. Yeah. That that's a black iPhone. I think we'd agree. Okay, that's settled. Next, green. That's not green. That's not green. This is not what? green. This looks. This looks like a a, a breath mint. This looks, yeah, it, this is an Altoid. Come on. It looks like it looks like it's five percent teal and ninety five percent water. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It looks like a. It looks like flat Pepsi. No, not Pepsi. <laughs> flat Sprite. Like yeah. D 
carbonated Sprite. That's what that is. Not God, green. that's terrible. Canada Dry. Come on. <laughs> All right, now we got blue again. That's mm -hmm. the that's like the same color. That's that's purple. That's like that's like a tinge of purple. Almost a little a hint of lavender. I see. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But again, that where's the saturation knob and how do I turn it up? Come on. This is terrible. Yellow. Okay. That looks like sparkling wine. That looks like... What is that? <laughs> that looks like urine if you've been drinking a lot of water. <laughs> yes. If you're training for a race, that's what you're going to see. And then yeah. pink. Okay. No. Absolutely not. This looks like a white iPhone that was tumble dried with pink clothes. No, you're you're right. It looks like yeah, it looks like you took a white iPhone and you drew on it in red marker and you smeared it all over and the red like yeah. mixed with the white and it became like yeah, ugh, no. This is color transfer. All of these are just I they're just all white iPhones that somebody put some color next to. And then the yeah. color would like just like got a teeny tiny bit and then it was like, "Ooh, must get it out." Yeah, I think except maybe Apple's trying to save money. They're just putting, like, one drop of paint. Except for the yeah, black one. The black clearly. one's, like, they're throwing everything at it. But maybe, maybe well, that's you can't, it. The black one is so much. The thing is, the thing is, you can't do light black. Yeah. That's not, you can't, that's not allowed. It's black or it's not. There is yeah. no shade of black. There's no 50 shades of black, if you think that's about it. That's true. It would just, it would just be gray. But I think maybe they're putting so much paint into the black one that they, they're, uh, they're compensating by putting, like, one little drop in all the other ones to keep their margins up, you know? You know what? I figured it out. I figured out exactly what's happening. These iPhone colors are reminding me of something that you always get when you go to the Google office and raid the mini fridge. <laughs> the, hint, the hint waters? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. This I was is just hint iPhone colors. This is not even like juice. This is not even Gatorade. All right. We are talking hint. You know, it's like this is water. Oh, look, it's peach flavored. Yeah. Somebody put a peach next to it for 20 minutes. It's like yeah. the tiniest amount of flavor. No, that's what it is. It, it literally is like. The hint water, like the spa water, if you've had that, they literally just like cut up some fruit, they stick it in the water, and it just sits in the water, and maybe a little bit of it gets in there, whatever. You don't even mix it, it just sits in there, and then you like pour out some water. That's what it is with the color. They put something red mm -hmm. in in the white paint, and they didn't mix it, they just like let it sit there, and then they mm -hmm. painted it, and a little, little bit of it, you know, just rubbed off. Just tiniest amount. So now. Now get this, okay? We've already established that Apple was making the bright colored phones on the base model because it was their it was their their elite stance, their way of separating the 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 commoner from the rich folk. The townspeople can have their whimsical colors to distract from their miserable lives, while the real people of the world will get our drab and boring colors that nobody likes, right? And now, guess what? Now they're tightening the purse strings. This is like the whole like Robin Hood situation, you know? What was the tax collector guy? And he tried to get take taxes from the from the monk from Fire Tuck. Uh -huh. And then they got the money back from the tax collector. This Apple's the tax collector, all right? And yeah. let me tell you, 
The color is your taxes, and you're paying a hefty price this year. Yeah, that is so disappointing. I think I saw – the rumor that I saw was, like, these are what the colors are going to be. It was just like, oh, it's going to mm-hmm. be blue and green and yellow, whatever. But I didn't see those images that you just showed me. But now I'm like yeah. – so dis- that's so disappointing. If those are the actual colors, those are the regular colors, and then we saw the, what the pro colors are going to be, that's a very mm-hmm. disappointing year for colors. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, this is – people really should keep track of this. I mean, think about it. It's not even just your phone. Have you ever looked up, like – hang on a second. 2023 home design trends. And I'm going to just Google image that search term. And I'm going to show you what I mean. Mm. All right. Look at this. I don't even have to zoom in on any of these pictures. But look at how not saturated these are. Where's the color? Yeah, a lot of of white walls. A lot of of grayscale, low saturation furniture. Mm, Maybe some light browns here and there. I'm actually seeing a lot of uh, Titan Gray, a decent amount of like very deep, almost unobtrusive, unassuming blue. I mean, my goodness. What happens if we change this to like 1982? Watch the colors come roaring back. Look at that. That's already more colorful. What about 1998, a special year? Look at all the color. Yeah. A lot more color, a lot more saturation. I mean, look at this. Oh, gosh, it's opened another tab. Look at this. This is, the, this is a metaphor for our iPhones here. Look at that. That's the, blue, that's the purple iPhone 12. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Very rich purple. We've got a product red iPhone couch, clearly. Yep, yep. I'm also seeing iPhone 11 yellow. Very bright, very rich. Look at that. that. That's, this is everything we've lost. I'm loving the green. I'm loving the fact that they put a backsplash in their kitchen where food is. And, that, and the backsplash is grass. That's yeah. amazing. Incredible. You want to feel like you're cooking on the dirt in the field. What I was this love article the 90s. Zoom up. Scroll up a little bit. <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> They're worse for a reason. Also, am I not am I not mistaken in saying that the the ceiling here is shiny? It does it does look a little bit reflective. No, it definitely is. I'm 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 kind of seeing a little bit of a It's like a plastic ceiling. Anyway, I don't like that. But you'll notice this room looks terrible, but there's lots of color in it and that's the point. So don't worry about that it looks bad. Because I definitely think that uh, our, our interior design and our te- devices are more attractive. I, I, I think they're better designed and better looking, but they are less colorful, which is a different point. And I would like color to come back, please. I absolutely agree. And I guess, you know, we'll see very shortly, literally just over a week, we'll see uh, what colors Apple actually comes out with. But... It does those colors, if those mock-ups are to be believed, very desaturated and and, and kind of boring uh, colors for the uh, regular line. And then for the pro line, 
I don't know. Not looking super exciting. So, I think we've now covered the colors. Yes. Would you say? I think I think, I think so. that was a thorough covering of that one, almost irrelevant compared to all the other stuff leak. I think it was more thorough than the actual colors themselves cover the the iPhones. I would say. Oh. And we're going out with the zinger, baby. That's what I like to hear. That was well done. Thank I you. think we'll all ag- agree to congratulate you on that. That was an excellent work. Thank you. Uh, so I want to talk about the chip for a moment here because mm-hmm. this is something that I feel like didn't get a ton of coverage, but there's actually been some pretty interesting, interesting uh, developments here if I may share my screen. This kind of went under the radar, but a couple weeks ago, there's a, you know, unconfirmed, as they always say, but it, it's, yes, it's real. There's an unconfirmed A17 Bionic Geekbench listing. Now, if these numbers are to be believed, that shows us here, as you can see, iPhone 15 Pro A17 Bionic, with a multi-core score of 7666. Now, I happen to know the Geekbench uh, score for the A16 chip is like 63 something or other. Let me see. Let me confirm that. 5307. Okay, wow. So that's uh, that's that's not that's not nothing here. Fifty three oh seven up to seventy six sixty six. That's like a twenty percent, thirty percent gain. Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. I I I, I thought that it was more like six thousand. So e- even then, if we take six thousand out of uh, seventy six sixty six, that's twenty two percent faster. That's incredible. Yeah, that's. Wow. Yeah. Like we expect these like incremental year, like year over year incremental upgrades to the iPhone. This does seem like a pretty massive upgrade. Are we looking at, I think it's a new process. Is that the the reason uh, why we're getting such a big difference? Um, I think, I think in large part, it's going to be due to that because previously you wouldn't really be able to increase the performance without increasing the consumption of the cores. That's why M2 runs a little bit hotter. Um, however, I'm, let me get these. I, I want to see the. I want to see the different scores for the Apple Silicon chips because I'm very curious. So an M1 in an iPad Pro is scoring 85.88. Okay. So think about that. In a MacBook Pro, oh, that's an M1 Pro. That's much faster. But, okay, an M1 MacBook Air is doing 84.62. So that's, that is not very, <laughs> that means your iPhone is not going to be very far behind an M1 MacBook Air. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, hey, that's Apple chips for you right there. That is pretty crazy. Dude, you know what's absolutely bananas? What? The Intel Core 
hang on a second. What is it? The 9980HK. The 9980HK, is that it? Yes. Okay. The most powerful Intel MacBook Pro is the 16-inch late 2019 with the 8-core Core i9-9980HK at 2.4 gigahertz. That's the fastest Intel MacBook ever in all of human history, right? Yeah. That scores 7383. So, holy Christ, your iPhone is about to be faster than every Intel MacBook ever produced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, what the uh, hell? One way to look at it, definitely. Holy Jeez. cow, that's insane. That is no, that's that's next level. That that's Apple chips for you right there. Yeah. Holy cow, dude. And honestly, I think that a lot of that is is going to be due to the new 3 nanometer process. I talked about this in my M3 Max are going to be awesome video from a little while ago. And basically what we're seeing is uh, uh according to TSMC, they they claim that you can keep the same power consumption and increase your performance by 15% or you can get the same performance at 20% less power consumption. I might have reversed the 15 and the 20 there, but basically you you can have this trade-off of like, all right, within the same power consumption package, we can make the chip faster. And within that speed, or within the power, I'm getting lost in the sauce here, folks. <laughs> if you, if you want to keep the same performance, you can consume less power to do it. Now, I suspect Apple would do both. Because with a 3 nanometer process, you can also make the chip more dense, which also means that you can give it more power consumption without producing as much heat and using as much battery life so you can kind of stack those things you know what i mean did that make sense yeah 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 definitely i think yeah i could definitely see apple doing both you know make it more more dense more power efficient whatever they could maybe they'll go for you know some it, it's almost like you have some amount of points right and you can put them towards uh performance mm-hmm. you can put them towards efficiency or you can you can do both honestly you can make it you know let's say you make it 10 percent more powerful and then that ends up using a bit more uh energy but like relative to the amount that it was before it's still less you know what i mean like when you go down Mm. to three nanometer you get you know however many you get 20 points and you can put 10 of them into power and 10 of them into efficiency and get a little bit of both personally i would prefer that apple put them all into efficiency and battery life for the iphone but they want to have those, you know, those numbers of like, oh, this phone is X percent faster than last year's. So they're going to they're going to make it, you know, at least a little bit faster, maybe even a lot, which is what we saw from that from that article. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I think I, I think what, what we're doing with three nanometers, it's kind of a little bit of a cheat code. If I can use your sliders analogy where, like, let's say you have 10 points, you've got power consumption and uh, performance output. 
And you basically, when you want to take one from one thing, you have to give something to the other, right? They're, they're dependent variables. So if you want more performance, you got to put more power in and you're going to then make more heat, right? But with three nanometer, you can kind of do both at the same time. You can put more performance with less power and less heat. So you can you can kind of do everything. You can make it more efficient while using more power, while producing less heat and more performance. And I think that that's going to definitely help address another factor that we have to talk about, which is the battery life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ugh. Goodness. Yeah, I think, you know... I feel like every year around this time, there's always some talk about battery life because this is, you know, right before the new iPhone, there's always like the people that are looking at their batteries and they're saying, oh, I should get a new phone so I can have a new battery, whatever. But I feel like this year has been much more talk than other years. Oh, yeah. I definitely Mm. think so. I mean, typically battery life. Okay, I'm going to say something. It's a hot take. Every okay. year, better battery life has been a rumor, but really, I think we've been going the wrong direction since the iPhone 11 Pro. Hmm. How do you mean? Because I, dude, before the iPhone 12 came out, I, I didn't buy the iPhone 11 Pro when, when it was new. I held out that, I don't know why I did, but I held out that year. Um, but once the iPhone 12 rumors got cooking, I got a little excited. So I bought an iPhone 11 Pro over the summer refurbished. And I was like, oh, cool. Let me, you know, get to know this phone. The battery life was crazy. It's still, even when new, the iPhone 14 Pro was not as good as the iPhone 11 Pro, which is nuts. Or at least as, as it felt to me. Yeah, no, I believe, I remember, like, I mean, definitely the Pro Max is going to do a lot better on battery than the than the Pro, but I remember, like, those those phones were definitely a lot better with the battery than, you know, the past, the past couple years, especially this year. Dude, absolutely. I mean, this year, this year, it's, I didn't even think that the battery life was all that terrible. It's just, it feels like the battery degradation is happening faster this year yeah it definitely i think for me so i'm at 88 percent battery health right now and i am not the best at like charging hygiene or like whatever you want to call it like i do leave my phone plugged in overnight which i know is not great whatever it's on a slow charger Mm -hmm whatever i don't whatever it's a phone i don't i don't care like if you care too much about battery life to the point that you're like babying your phone and spending like a lot of like stress over your phone it's 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 a phone it's like a tool that you use like yes take good care of it but like whatever that's it's a a whole thing but 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 i will say i think the battery degradation has been worse and this phone feels i think the worst in a while you know insofar as it doesn't get through a full day for me like it'll get down below 20 percent below 10 percent uh you know in the evening 
and I'll still want to use it more. So I'll charge it. I'd say I probably charge it at least 20 to 30 additional percent. Like I start the day at 100%. I have to charge it an additional 20 to 30% to make it through the day. And I end the day, you know, somewhere around 10% basically. So you're, you're saying you're not necessarily depleting the battery during the day, but you get to a point where it's low enough that you're like, I'm going to charge it for a while so I can keep going and not have to worry about my phone dying. Yeah. Or I'll get to the point where it's like, you know, it's, it's like, it's nighttime to be fair, but the phone will be at like 12% and I'll say, you know, oh, I know I still want to use this a little bit. Maybe I want to watch a video before I go to bed or like send a message or something, whatever. So it will get to the point where it's like almost dead and I'll and I'll charge it up a little bit. I'll charge it up to twenty twenty five percent, and then it'll usually go back down under ten percent by the time I plug it in at night. So it doesn't. I wouldn't really say that it lasts a full day. If I really rationed it and I really tried and I use low power mode, whatever, I could make it last a whole day. Regular use, I'd say it generally doesn't last a whole day for me. Yeah, dude. Honestly, look. I know I've tried to tell you this before, but. The Pro Max really, really does make a difference. I know, I know. Like, you keep describing these danger situations where you're like, your phone's going to die, dog. You're done. What are you going to, what do you have to live for if your phone dies? We're Gen Z, man. All right. You can't be, that's a very cavalier attitude. You're like, oh, it's at 10%. I'll just juice it up a little bit to make sure it doesn't die on me. That's dangerous. What am I going to do, like read a book or something? I mean, come on. What are you, a nerd? I Go outside, kick rocks? Nah. No way. Not going to happen. But I'll tell you what. I am at 43%, dog. Granted, I didn't use my phone a ton today. Or really that much. I don't know. I I just have lower screen time than most. Anyway, uh... But I never really get down to this like danger zone. The only times that I do are when I'm traveling and like the time zone means that the day is longer. Like, you know, when you go from East Coast to the West Coast, you you extend your day by like three hours, right? Yeah. Because you go back in time, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. So then, you know, with three more hours in the day, I start to get a little low, especially with traveling or using self cell networks using mapping services stuff like that so those can cause some like you know i might get i might get pretty low or have to plug in but it doesn't happen much and you could really save yourself some uh some struggle there if you if you came over to the dark side of the force yeah because even you know like there's the everyday thing which is not a big deal because it's like, oh, you know, I have a charger by the stove, I have a charger on my bed, whatever. But there are times mm-hmm. where, like, I'll go somewhere. Like, if I go, you know, go out somewhere for the, for the you know, evening or whatever. And sometimes I'll think – sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. But I'll always think, like, oh, should I bring my external battery? I got, like, you know, a MagSafe uh, battery pack. It's the one that, mm. you know, you had some some code for or whatever. Got to gotta yeah. use the sponsors, of course. Hell yeah. Um, but but I got one of those and and I always think about it. I'm like, you know, oh, what percentage is my battery at? 
how much if I'm driving there, how much, uh, you know, am I going to charge in the car? Should I bring my battery just in case? But it's like pretty bulky. It's a little bit heavy. I don't really want to bring it, but I always think about it. And I'm sure that if I had a Pro Max, I wouldn't really have to think about things like that, to be honest. No, absolutely. And you know what? I have to just say it is criminal that in the year 2023, my dear friend Noah Rubin has to carry a battery bank with him. I mean, come on. How how can Apple call an iPhone a pro if it can't even get through a day doing normal, not even pro stuff? You can't have your cake and eat it too, Mr. Tim Cook here, all right? I mean, that's amateur stuff. You can't even go a full day. That's That's amateur right there. That's not pro. Exactly. Look, I know that pro is supposed to be like going that extra step, but you can't get to a pro if you don't have the basics. Okay. Having good battery life is a foundation of anything that you eat. It, it means you can rely on it. I can't rely on an iPhone 14 pros battery. You got to bring a battery bank. That would be like if an electric car had 12 miles of range and they said, it's all right. Just put a Put a solar panel in the put a put a wind a windmill in the trunk. Yeah. Hoist a sail. Let the wind do the rest of the work. That's not a viable thing. No, I absolutely agree. I think if I had to take a guess for this year, I think that the always on display definitely uh, hurt the battery life. I personally use it. I know that mm. you don't use it. I'm sure some people don't use it, but a lot of people do. It's the default. It was one of the major new features that Apple announced. So you would expect that people would use it, right? And I do think that the always on display, you know, I have my phone in my pocket a decent amount of the time. The display is not going to be on, but there's a you know good amount of time where my phone is sitting. Like right now, it's sitting on my desk right in front of me. The always on display is on. It's kind of nice because if my wrist buzzes, I can see, you know, what happened without getting too distracted. I can look at the time, whatever. Mm. But it definitely does use up some of the battery life. And, and I feel like maybe Apple rushed into it. Like they added this feature without compensating for the additional power draw. And, and that's my theory for why the battery life, I more people so. are complaining this year. But I could be wrong. <sighs> that's an interesting thought. It would be ironic if that always on display nuked people's batteries so bad that it's like a, the number one complaint. But I mean, it makes sense. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, this, this chef, he's really good at making a roast, but he's afraid of knives. It's like, okay. All right. I, I get that. He's got this very fancy technique, but he, he's afraid of knives. He's a chef. That's what chefs do. It's like it's like a pro missing the most basic aspect of professionalism. Oh, he's an accountant, but he only wears Ninja Turtles underwear to work and nothing else. Yeah, that's a hell of an analogy. I I'm looking at my battery life and I'm very confused by this. So I'm looking at my battery for today, which is. So, mm -hmm. so my battery for today, it says that the screen has been on for six hours, which seems like a lot. Or I guess I can't tell six what this hours. is. Six hours? No, you know, this is the past 24 hours. So it also includes last night, it looks like. 
but whatever. Okay. In this time period, it says the screen has been on for six hours and it's been asleep for 14 hours. So it's a 20-hour period. It's a 20-hour period and then you can see there's like four hours uh, on, on this side over here that aren't accounted for. But the point right. is this this fourth item it's the the lock screen and home screen that that fourth item there says it's 7% of my of my battery life or 7% of whatever this battery whatever whatever these percentages mean it's 7% and it says 13 minutes on screen maybe that means that it was 13 minutes of the home screen and the rest of the time was the lock screen. I don't know, but it's saying seven. What the it's hell? saying seven percent. It's the fourth biggest battery user in my list of apps here. So Wait, home home and lock screen, right? Yeah. Okay, mine is only four percent. Four percent. Interesting. Yeah, ten minutes. Ten minutes on screen. I I should also say that my total screen on time is only three hours forty minutes. Okay. I don't know why my screen time is so low. I feel like it's wrong. Yeah, three. Well, what is, is yours the same, like like a twenty hour total or something like that? Yeah, three hours. Mm, I don't know. Maybe Although to be fair, to be fair, the time zones that we are in are such that I don't have very much of yesterday. Mine is mostly just today. Okay. So so maybe it would probably be more if it were three hours ago and I had three hours of, of last night. It would probably be more like six or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out like, so mine says 7%. If yours says 4%, I guess that's not that big of a difference. I'm like, may, maybe I'm wrong. I'm just, I'm trying to. All right, what's your last this. 10 days? We got this very this is a useful graph, okay? This yeah. is pro versus pro max, screen on uh always on screen on versus off. And my uh you can see how much battery we're using and how many hours of screen on time. So that's actually a pretty good representation. Now, I've got one day where I just slightly crossed over 100% and that that was Friday, which was the day that I was driving from New York City. So most of that is screen idle time because I had maps open. Mm -hmm. I'll show you. So if you look at mine, this is never going to focus. But yeah, this line where my thumb is, is 100%. So it's, oh. it's not that that top line is 150%. I don't know how to make this here. Wait, what if I do... There we go. That's, that oh. line is 100%. So all wow. of my days, or almost all of my days, are slightly over 100%. So there's your, there's exactly what I was saying before, a little bit over 100%. I mean, you can really see how much shorter my lines are yeah. for the battery usage. Now, I it's worth noting... Uh, my average screen on time was exactly three hours, 42 minutes. So like almost exactly the same as what it was showing for the last 24 hours. And yours was also six and in something. Yeah. Yeah. How much of that is screen idle? Um, it says average active is six hours. Average idle is nine hours. Holy. 
Okay, some of hang on. The, oh, the, what? The GoPro app is like crazy. Like all these days I'm looking and the GoPro app is like the number one like idle and I literally open that app like two or three times. So that's weird. Total? I don't know, I don't I don't know about this. What? Look at this. The GoPro app, it says it was in the background for 24 hours on that oh, day. What? So that's just I, I don't I don't I, there's some something's wrong with that app then. Delete that. What the hell is that? Yeah, that's uh, I got to I got to I got to fix that. That's not good. Holy moly. Maybe that's my No, I just downloaded this app like a week or two ago cuz I got a GoPro. But but that was not the problem before. Maybe it's the problem now. Interesting. I also okay, I want to take a quick detour. This is such an interesting comment because I think I have a lot of comments on this comment. It's a comment about a comment. Mm-hmm. This is this is something that I see a lot. Should I get a new Apple Watch this year or should we wait for next year? And it's funny because, dude. We have been, the Apple hasn't touched the Apple Watch design apart from the Ultra, obviously, in ever. They've only ever tweaked it. Yeah, I mean, you you could make an argument about, like, Series 4. It it, it fundamentally looks the same overall. It does. Right, it's the it same does. design language, but it does look a lot. It, it, it's definitely better. That's the it, yeah. design tweak. Yes, and it's a tweak. To. Whatever series, uh, what was it? Seven, where they mm-hmm. had they did a screen even bigger. Still, yeah. still a tweak. It doesn't change the overall appearance of. The, I agree. They haven't changed the overall appearance of the watch really since it came out. I don't know how much you would really expect them to, but 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 I agree with you. But I will say, have you heard any rumors about the Apple Watch this year? I've not one. Nothing. Not nothing. That's not, why no bands, I was thinking no about colors. This. Literally nothing. Nothing. Dude, it's weird. It doesn't... I don't understand how, like... Is the Apple Watch Series 9 just, like, irrelevant? Does nobody care about it anymore? All right, here we go. Wednesday, August 30th, we have a Apple Watch Series 9 what to expect, all right? Let's go through this and play a game of does this matter at all? Yeah. All right? Okay. Processor improvements. Wow. Okay. So I guess... Dude! What? It's not even... I thought it was going to be based on 3 nanometer. Nope. According to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, the Apple Watch Series 9 will feature an S9 chip that's built on the same technology as the A15 chip. Hmm. So the updated chip is still two years outdated. That's unfortunate. And like, uh, if a more powerful chip like enables new features or whatever, then that's cool. But I don't have right. any issues with the current performance. Like for current features and stuff, it's never felt like slow or laggy or anything like that to me. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, right now... Even the Apple Watch Ultra, as far as I'm aware, is on the S8 chip, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the S8 chip and the S7 chip and the S6 chip are all the same. Right. It's the same chip. 
uh, which is really funny if you think about it. But the S6 chip, I believe, is like A12 or 13 based. X6 hmm. chip A13, is it? I don't know. Someone in chat will tell me. But like, if we're basically running on a four-year-old foundation for the chip like honestly i don't care about that at all okay battery life any update to the processor could potentially result in small battery life improvements so that's not even a that's that's not even a leak that's just a but maybe it could be better yeah yeah it's like theoretically it would be yeah. better but we have no no thought one way or the other and i will say like Sure, it would be great for the the regular Apple Watches to get improved battery life because their Apple still quotes like eighteen hours for those, right? Nonsense. They 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 could do a bit better, but like the Ultra, realistically, doesn't need better battery life. Like I'm not. Oh worried about yes, battery it does. Life. What? Oh, I'll take I'll take it all. Oh my. Okay, fine. But, but, no, but you're talking it. about does it does it matter? Like, would you buy a new Ultra if they said the battery life was 10% better, 15% better? Would that convince you? Yes. Seriously? Just kidding. No, no, no of course on. not. No, that wouldn't be enough. I need something else. But I might just have that. A new rumored color. Pink! Whoa. Who cares if it's running an irrelevantly faster chip? And a hypothetically better battery that we don't actually know about. It's pink. Okay. That's is it is it actually people are pink? saying it's like like rose gold or something. Okay. As long as it's not white with one little drop of pink in there. Oh, I'm certain it would not be it'd be like the iPad Air pink, you know, that like very pale, sad one. Ugh. No, those are oh yeah. those mm, no, I don't that's not good. And then, so let's keep going down the list, right? We've got, wow, this is a very interesting, okay. Processor improvements, hypothetical battery, new pink color, new bands. <whistles> a new band that is made from a woven fabric material with a magnetic buckle. Okay, cool. A new band that would work on anything. Yeah. Yay. Next. 3D printed stainless steel chassis. Okay. So they uh, apparently are using a new 3D printing process instead of CNC machining it. So uh, cool. Won't even notice the difference on that one. That's a that's a great feature, one that you can't even tell. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Yeah, here, here's here's my 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 theory is that like this year the software is actually pretty big in a way that it hasn't been for a while, right? They're they're mm -hmm. changing how the home screen works with those like uh, widgets or, or what how, whatever they're calling them, but like you know they're like putting the widgets on the home screen and all that stuff. They're doing. I'm really looking forward to the uh, bike sensor integrations. Personally, I'm gonna get some some sensors for my bike. Whatever. Oh yeah, you are. There's there's a bunch of there's actually like a bunch of stuff on the software side that they're doing, which they haven't. Like usually the software updates are pretty pretty minor. They're like decent upgrades, but like minor. This year it's definitely bigger than previous years. So maybe 
they're kind of going a little bit less on the hardware side and hoping that the software obviously everyone gets the software but if they're like the new apple watches with the new watch os and like that's how they market it maybe maybe you know the software will push them a little bit a little bit further i don't know i think that's a that's an interesting theory i don't necessarily think you're wrong i think uh it, it it is very Apple to be like you know uh, you're fine on the features you got you don't need any more features we got new software features all right and honestly I don't you know you don't hate the player hate the game but I don't like the player either because they're the reason why we don't get any interesting Apple Watch updates ever yeah I. I don't even know what what would you want, right? It's I I feel like it's kind of maybe not for you, but for me, it's kind of like the iPad Pro problem. It's like what would I really want that would make it mm-hmm. make a difference? Like the Ultra did it with the battery life, the fact that this thing easily lasts twenty four hours, obviously longer than that. But like with the old Apple Watch, I had to charge it every night, and if I forgot to charge it one night or I didn't have a lot of time, it would, like, mess mess me up, basically. This Apple Watch will never mess me up. So that, that was, mm-hmm. like, a big one. Action button, whatever, other nice things, too. But, like, what would it take to, to really make a difference at this point? Do you, have, do you have thoughts? You know what? You got me. I got nothing. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Uh, and the same thing with like, you know, speaking of the Apple watch ultra, there's a rumor that there might be a new Apple watch ultra with, you know, the faster processor and a, and a, a, a new color. I don't care about that. Yeah, I did. I did like the, the, that rumor with, it was like a, like that dark, uh, Mm-hmm. dark gray whatever it's whatever the the it's the color that that i had at least i think we both had on the apple watch series 5 right yeah the, the the darker color like this is this is the lighter color the dark one it looked really nice in the mock-ups but i'm not gonna buy a new apple watch just for the color like that and the processor you know that's not gonna mm-hmm. no that's way not gonna do it for me yeah honestly i have a feeling that this year's event is gonna feature just an absolute flyover we're probably going to start with the apple watch i think almost nobody's going to buy it i'm not going to review the dang things if it's like this for a better battery you know an hour more of battery life maybe plus a faster chip like what am i going to do be like oh look at that i can scroll up and down more smoothly like no that's not worth buying yeah, I think okay. There are a few people in the comments making a good point. New sensors. I feel like for the Apple Watch, a new sensor is like the big thing. So people are saying maybe like a better temperature sensor that can do uh, more, like more, more, do more stuff with it. Detect like you know maybe detect if you're sick or something. Someone said blood pressure mm-hmm. or like blood sugar level. That would help a lot of people. For me personally that wouldn't justify getting a new one because I'm not worried about my blood pressure or my blood sugar content. But for a lot of people, it definitely would. It's the same thing. Mm. Like when the Apple watch series, it was the six or the seven that added the, um, the, the, the pulse oximeter, the, um, the blood oxygen, I think the six, 
Okay. So whenever that was added, I was like, ooh, that's a nice feature. I would like it. But it wasn't enough for me to upgrade. But now that I have it mm-hmm. on this watch, I'm like, oh, that's nice that I have it. It's keeping, you know, keeping an eye on that too. So I feel like if there were some like major new sensor that like unlocked something that I really cared about or something that was really fundamentally important, maybe it could be a reason. But I feel like it's one of those things that it's like, oh, that's a nice thing. I'm excited to get that eventually. But it's not like a, it's not for me. It wouldn't be a system seller. For, for some people mm. who are more worried about whatever that sensor measures, it absolutely would be. That's true. That is a good point. Uh, but I will say, we typically do see rumors about sensors. Like, we've, we've we heard rumors about the pulse oximeter. I don't think that there's been anything for, for this year alluding to, like, oh, Apple testing a new sensor. Like, the thing about the thing about some of the features is that they are hardware-based or software-based. And you'll you'll definitely hear about hardware-based stuff. Like, remember the whole the double bubble camera? You know, we knew that there was going to be a camera and a sensor's particle beam illuminator, whatever the heck it is. You know, but we didn't know how they were going to use that in software to make the dynamic island. So sensors are something that tends to leak fairly frequently i i think i could i don't remember what all the sensors are and when they came out but i remember seeing like oh it's supposed to have fall detection this year and then they're like oh now can detect your falls see so i don't know i'm i'm the ccrp is not there no i agree definitely that would be more of like a hypothetical like what would it take to upgrade but this year uh, yeah, we haven't heard anything about a new sensor, so I wouldn't I wouldn't expect one. No. Somebody said touch ID on the side button. Which wow, I really like that idea, but it I don't think it would justify I don't think Apple would recuperate their costs because realistically your iPhone you unlock hundreds of times a day sometimes, but your Apple Watch is usually about once a day. So it's probably not worth the expense to have Touch ID on the Apple Watch. Yeah, I don't really see a point because, like, when you unlock it, you put in your probably four-digit passcode. And then, the like, Apple's philosophy is that if your watch is unlocked and it's on your wrist, then it's considered, like, a secure device. Like, if you right. – like, you can approve passwords on your Mac by using your Apple Watch. And you don't mm-hmm. put your password in your Apple Watch or anything. You just hit the side button twice. So I don't think it really would make sense with Apple's philosophy to, to, to add Touch ID because now they're suddenly saying, like, you know, are they going to start requiring that to approve other things? Or, like, unlock your iPhone. You know, you have, like, the, the face mask partially on or, like, your face is partially hidden and it's able to unlock. Uh, it just treats your, your watch as a safe device when it's on your wrist. I don't know if Apple – I don't think it would make sense for them to add it. Uh, to the Apple Watch, honestly. I mean, maybe maybe they could they could make it. I mean, I I could think of a couple software ways you could use that. I don't know that any of them are particularly helpful, but like obviously, uh, when you put the watch on, you can use Touch ID. Although, if you do that with an iPhone, if you first boot it up, you have to put your password in to enable Touch ID. So theoretically. Eventually, you would still need your passcode on the Apple Watch. But 
I digress. So putting putting the Apple Watch on, you you need Touch ID. That's fair. Maybe unlocking a nearby device. I could see that being a thing. I could see them using the Touch ID for payments. Like I've had certain payments where it says confirm on Apple Watch and you could do Touch ID on that. Uh, maybe you could choose to have like a have have messages come like blurred out or where it just says iMessage and then you hit Touch ID and it unlocks it. I don't know. It, it, there's some ways you could do it, but I don't really think any of those are that compelling to get me to like upgrade or anything. Yeah, I think a lot of the things like confirming payments you can already do. Like theoretically, it's less secure. Well, yeah, but you exactly sure theoretically exactly. it's less secure. Fine. The other thing I w- I will say is that like if you put an Apple Watch on your wrist and then you unlock your iPhone, it'll unlock the Apple Watch too. So if you really don't want to type in your password on your Apple Watch for some reason, you can just unlock your iPhone with Face ID or Touch ID or whatever, and it'll unlock the yeah. Apple Watch. So you know. So, yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything that I would really want. That's the that's the thing that's weird, all right? We're in this weird phase where for the Mac, the iPad, and the Apple Watch, and honestly, the iPhone, I think that I can't really tell you what specific feature... I perceive is missing you know something tangible that I want changed it's very hard to think of those I just I know that something needs to change but I don't know what yeah that's just you know we talked about it before with the uh with the iPad especially but that thing of like you know these things get refined uh so much year over year uh Mm-hmm. That, that like eventually they reach a state like it's not just you, you can see it in two ways one you can see the ipad right if you look at the ipads re- realistically look at the ipad pro since 2018 there hasn't been anything mm-hmm. you know that that big of a difference but e- even before then you can look and see you know they're making like the 2018 was a pretty big update but like you know in the years before that it was pretty 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 much the same when they introduced the ipad pro the 10.5 inch whatever so that's one way the other way is mm-hmm. you can look at like compare the iPad to other tablets or compare the iPhone to other phones. There are some like, you know, there's like the folding phone, sort of like the experimental branch. But if you look at like the, the typical phone, you compare like the iPhone to the pixel to the, you know, Samsung galaxy, something or other, they all are very similar. Like, yeah, there's differences, Mm. the types of cameras, the amount of cameras, the software experience, but like, the the core features of a phone are are very similar across all these things because they've progressed to the point like we know what we want a phone to be and there's only so much more you know so much further you can go from there and, and I agree with you that the iPhone the iPad and the and the Apple Watch are are more or less in that position. Yeah, I mean that's I guess that's where Vision Pro comes in, right? Like if if we've gotten to a point where all the phones are the same and we know what we want and that's just you know a phone is what a phone is at some point you have to say okay well we've taken this physical implementation as far as we can go now it's time for something different yeah absolutely because like we look at the vision pro 
which is we're we're getting closer. It's uh, I don't mm-hmm. even like think about it, but it's like you know we're every day is one day whatever. But uh, less but, than but, a year theoretically. Yeah, I mean they said early, uh, whatever early twenty twenty four means, but yeah, uh, you know, it's definitely early as in before Christmas. Yeah, uh, <laughs> any so. any time before Christmas. Yeah, but but it's like you you look at the Vision Pro and you can think of a hundred things you'd want to improve about that. Get rid of the magnetic charging cable with the external battery. You know, make it less. You know, I've I, people said it was heavy. Make it make it lighter. Make it less of like a uh, you know this big goggle thing on your head and more of like a <laughs> yeah. a pass through like a like like glasses essentially. But like you can think of so many ways to improve that and we haven't mm-hmm. even tried it yet we haven't even seen people try. Yeah. we've heard of people who tried it, but we haven't even seen you know we've seen marketing materials and that's it like when we when you experience it i'm sure you'll think of another dozen couple dozen things that you would improve about it so that's what makes it very exciting that it's a new it's mm-hmm. a new thing and, and and you know there's a lot of place to go that's a really good point i really like that because like yeah i mean the ipad pro as you mentioned, not much has changed in about five years, and I still can't think of what I would change about it. But the Vision Pro hasn't even freaking launched yet, and I've got a laundry list the length of my arm of yeah. features that I would add or remove or tweak or change. Like, I can envision a decade's worth of, of year-over-year improvements for that thing, and it hasn't even come out yet. Yep, exactly. Dude, I... I really am excited for that, and I hope, I hope beyond all hope, that Apple will be smart enough to, given the way that the Vision Pro has been implemented, give it a way to record its screen. Both in terms, both in the sense that it would make it way easier for me to film a review of it, but also because that's how people are going to get on board with this. People are going to want to see what it's like to have that on. It's not like a phone. It's harder to market than a phone because a phone is a thing that we look at all the time. We look at it. So, oh, the screen that I'm looking at is nice. The design that I'm looking at is nice. The pictures that I'm taking and looking at are nice. But the Vision Pro isn't about looking at. It's about looking through. And, and it's harder to show people that without having a visual so i really hope they put a screen recorder in it and i really hope that they're able to communicate what it's like to use because it's going to be harder to advertise than oh look at this barely saturated new iphone that comes in barely pink yeah that's an excellent point because i think apple has done they they've done i think a decent job with the stuff that we've seen so far but there's a very big difference between like in the in the marketing material we see most of it from a third person perspective so that that's sort of you you see it from the perspective of a different person that exists in that yeah. universe so you see both the screen the digital stuff and the person that's like interacting with it which is not what it's like when you're mm. using the thing when you're using the thing it's a first person perspective of the content so i absolutely agree uh, I'm sure there will be right. some way to do video capture. I, I mean, I hope. I'm, I'm sure there there will be. But like, that's that's the way that you that you really 
give people if, if you see it from their perspective with their hand doing whatever gestures and like making it in their field of vision whatever that that is really how you communicate what it feels like more than you know a third person camera angle of someone interacting with it you know somewhere in the room i i definitely agree you know what we're gonna unfortunately have to agree upon as well what's that that this episode of dark mode has come to an end Mm, unfortunate but you know we we gotta we gotta end it yeah but i'll tell you what it's it's bittersweet because well mainly sweet because from now things are only going to get more exciting next week we're going to be a week out we're going to be getting so excited or no no, sorry not a week out next week we're going to be like literally two days from the event so tensions will be high and then on event day we'll see you again to to watch the event live that's always fun and then the weekend after that is going to be recapping all the details getting ready for shipment and then the week after that we're going to have the freaking phones and get to talk about them so the next three three shows four shows if you count the event day are going to be a lot of fun yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, you'll get the bingo boards. Someone said in the chat, bingo boards. We're gonna get the bingo boards out for, the, for yeah. the show. Uh, we're gonna. We got a lot to talk about uh, coming up here. So very exciting. And less exciting is now actually ending the show. Thank you guys so much for watching. I've been your host, Luke Miani, and I've been your host, Noah Rubin. We'll see you next week, and have a great night. Take care. <laughs>